Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we're so excited to have Dr. Renee Moran of Dr. Renee Moran Medical Aesthetics in Massachusetts. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so great to have you. Thank you. So, you know, we're just going to start with this. Um, <laughs> tell us something about you, Dr. Moran, that people don't know about, but it's just something interesting about you. Okay. I think I have a good one. Um, I actually have a black belt in Taekwondo and I don't think anybody, maybe my husband doesn't <laughs> know that about me, <laughs> but I did that growing up. It was actually um, a very proud moment for me, but yeah, people look at me and they're like, oh my God, this little five foot four, a hundred pound girl, there's no way she could kick my butt. And I think I could. That's crazy. A black belt in Taekwondo. Wow. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that one. <laughs> That's so crazy. I love it. That's so awesome. So that definitely, you know, you're a very disciplined person, obviously, because you um, became a doctor, you know, you have to be disciplined for that. How do you think that, you know, all the work you did in Taekwondo and, and how do you think that like flowed out to the rest of your life? So it definitely teaches you discipline for sure. Um, I think also like there was that one belt, I think my brown belt that I just didn't break my boards and I was devastated. And you know, you can't retest again for like months or a year or something wow. crazy. And I remember being like, okay, all these other kids just kind of drop out when they don't make it to the next level, but I'm not going to be that person. And I think it just taught me a lesson to really stick to it and you know you'll get there eventually put in more hard work and more dedication and I think that translated into so many aspects in my life especially going to med school and you know there's lots of naysayers in your life that will tell you you can't do something but you can definitely prove them wrong oh my god that's like a quotable thing right there I already see it <laughs> I'm like 30 second preview that's so great and so you know tell us a little bit more you know about your business how you got started and kind of bring us along that pathway into aesthetics for you. Yeah, so I'm a double board certified physician. So I'm an anesthesiologist and I specialize in interventional pain medicine. And with pain medicine, we treat chronic migraines with Botox. And for the past decade, I was treating, especially my women um, who were having headaches, but coming back and like, I don't have a headache anymore, but look at me. Like I feel better about myself. I look better. You know, I love all this that's happening in my face. When are you going to get certified in, you know, X, Y, Z. So, you know, chronic pain patients can be difficult. Um, it's, it's a sad situation. Not a lot get better. And it's a very, um, it can cause some burnout to be honest with you. So I ended up doing aesthetics just on the side to start and I it just kind of took off it got to the point where my husband was like okay we have random people now coming in and out of our house at all hours you gotta <laughs> take 
elsewhere. So it just kind of, you know, forced me to think about, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to pivot or am I not ready? And at first I wasn't ready to give up what I was doing. Um, then where I was, especially in the hospital too, it, it didn't feel right anymore. It kind of was a little bit toxic in there. There were a lot of people mm-hmm. leaving and it just happened to work out that the timing was perfect for me. So I ended up going part-time at the hospital mm-hmm. and then opening my first med spa. And then there were a lot of leadership changes at the hospital and it just worked out timing wise where things just fell into place and it allowed me to give my notice and open up my second location. So Um, I have no regrets. And honestly, it gave me such anxiety just to give up my position at the hospital because I'd been there. My first job on a fellowship. So I definitely, you know, it's all I knew. It was definitely comfortable. Um, And I'd been there for over eight years and I missed my patients. And I definitely missed the nurses I worked with who are like family to me and the residents and fellows were crying. And it was, it was tough, but Honestly, that next Monday morning, I woke up and I felt like a whole weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And uh, it's been a wild ride. I literally went from like the hospital one week and our spa was ready to be open the next week and we timed it perfectly. So fully booked and I didn't even have time to be like, okay, am I sad? Am I happy? What's going on? Um, It just kind of catapulted so yeah you're like I got patients to take care of exactly yes I really love that so you know with so that's like you know your transition from the hospital to you know now opening your second practice so where's your second practice now and tell us more about yeah. it and like the design and everything yeah. that went into that process it's actually super interesting so friends of ours are dentists and they have a location in the seaport where they have been for 14 years Mm -hmm. like before the seaport in boston was like anything because back when i was younger growing up this was like warehouses and parking lots and now it's built up so much um in a while back maybe like a year or two ago i met with um dr lisa rooney and she was like listen i want to bring aesthetics into my practice so many of our patients ask for it I might get certified in it, but I really don't know if I have an interest in it. And then mm. fast forward, you know, a couple of years later, she said, you know what? I need your help. I need you to help me hire somebody or if you have any interest. And I had literally just given my notice at the hospital. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So wow. he opened up. We're in the dental office, but we have our own little space and it's exactly like our Newton location. So I put in floors, the same lighting fixtures. It's basically like we just hopped from Newton out over here. So it's been really great. Um, And, you know, we have a full schedule because we just started marketing patients and she has over 7,500 patients. So it's been crazy. Wow. That is so amazing that, you yeah. know, that, that synchronicity at its finest, like, Ooh, I'm going to leave the hospital. And so many different, you know, commonalities, like people are coming in to get their teeth whitened or they're getting Invisalign, which is a lot, you know, having to do with and they're like, oh, well, I, I'm here. I can get my Botox done or I can hop on and get a hydrofacial or, you know, anything. And everything that we do doesn't have any downtime. So people yeah. love it because they can like, you know, typically go back to work or go back to Zoom <laughs> or whatever they're doing yeah. these days. Um, yeah. So it's really great. So that's what we've been up to. 
That's so exciting. I love it. So, you know, another thing that I want to ask you, and I'm sure the listeners want to know too, is, you know, how did you develop those processes and systems to have your first location run like a well-oiled machine? Like what resources did you bring in? What training did you do to understand? And how, can you explain a little bit of that? Because you kind of have a franchise thing kind of going on now. Yeah, and it's been so good. I think, you know, pre-COVID, obviously, I got the chance to attend so many different conferences. And one in particular, it's called Think Big, um, Dr. Mm -hmm. Sheila Nazarian, who you might know her now. She's been a Netflix show. But basically, she has a conference every year, and it's on female, like, entrepreneurship. And there's not, granted, she's a plastic surgeon, and there's a lot of med spa owners who go, but there's also, you know, attorneys and accountants and people that are just, you know, have a business but don't know where to go with it mm-hmm. or have questions on, like, what do I do for, you know, you know, if there's a specific problem, like, oh, I think there's a thief in my company, or I think, you know, mm-hmm. healing for me, what, what do you do? How do you approach that? Yeah. Uh, so it was really great, and I got to network with so many other people there. So it's, you know, we still keep in touch. Um, we have online networks that will just run stuff by one another. And I think that's been really helpful just to be like, you know what, I want to start, you know, doing this procedure, which machine mm-hmm. is best? What did you guys get for a deal? Or, you know, how's mm-hmm. the warranty work? Or, you know, it could be anything. It could be yeah. like, how much do you guys pay your staff? Like, do you give commission? Do you do a percentage of their sales? Or do you just pay them hourly? Or like, how does... Because I had no idea. I mean, as much as medicine is an art and a science, it is a business. And in med school, you do not learn any of that. (laughs) And it's really just like flying by the seat of your pants at first. And, Mm -hmm. you know, luckily, I do have my husband who's from a sales background. So he's been able to help a lot. Um, Really about finding a good team, number Mm -hmm. one, and then also outsourcing things. Mm-hmm. But when you're that small and you're just starting, you don't have the capability really to do that sometimes. Yeah. But then you grow a little bit, then you start learning. Because my husband always said, you're either an owner or an operator. You can't be mm-hmm. both and do well. So I said, okay, I'm going to be an operator. Like I love injecting. I love being with my patients. Um, all this other stuff, like this business mm-hmm. stuff. I'm just going to push over to you to help me for a little bit. Or, so and then we found like, you know, a marketing team. And at yeah. first I was doing everything myself, all my social media and so forth. Mm-hmm. And now we hired someone to do that because we're, you know, with the expansion and everything, it's just, it's way too much. Sure. For me. So, yeah. and I want to really just be patient focused. So that's so nice. But I love that you kind of honed in on that, you know, early in the game because there's some practitioners out there who are still trying to do it all and they're running themselves ragged. If they're not in the picture, everything falls. At least you know I've been the practitioner. I could probably get another practitioner to help me out if something happened because the business side is getting taken care of. Exactly. And it is, it's not easy finding talent. That's one thing. And and trying to trust people like I'm I can't be in both locations at the same time. So I need to feel like whomever's running the space for me is, you know, up on like on their A game basically. And that everybody else feels comfortable going to if there's an issue because I can't be right there, which happened early on for me because I was still working at the hospital. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, hey guys, like I'm out. 
eight to five, I'm not here. So <laughs> here's like, that I, I, I can't be answering my phone when I get like a sterile glove on and a needle in someone's spine. So exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah so it, it's it's been challenging, um, but I have such a great team that yeah. it's been great. That's so awesome. Speaking of your buffer system, you have some family working with you in the practice. We're going to talk about that. I do. Yes. Um, You know, it's funny. At first, I was like, how will I ever trust anybody else outside of my family? Because I mean, it's your family, right? But um, with the second location, we obviously have had to hire more people. The team that I have is so great. I feel like you know, there's such a good vibe, such a good energy. And I feel like the girls are my sisters. So it's really nice. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, but I do. So my aunt is our esthetician at one of our locations. So uh, we have like a family friend, Sam, who she actually has changed her role from front desk manager to now she's like patient face. She's doing cool sculpting. She wants to go to nursing school and maybe be oh. an instructor. So, you know, she's, she caught the aesthetic bug and she's, <laughs> She's moving and shaking now too. So I'm like, this is perfect. By the time we open our third location, you'll be out of nursing school and injecting for us. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And um, and then you have your husband, I think. He works with you guys too. Yep. My husband does so much of the marketing for us. And he deals with everything that I just don't have the time to, right? Like the accountants and all the different reps and things that we're bringing in. And he's great. Um, He has so many sales tactics, obviously, from attending, you know, and he speaks, you know, at Bentley College and all these Mm -hmm. places where... He teaches people how to be good salespeople. So it's mm-hmm. great when we have our staff meetings every month because he'll come in and be like, okay, how many follow-ups did you do? How many touch points has this person had? And we're just like, wow. I don't know. I just called them and said, do you want to come in? So it's been really helpful for him just to say to us, you know, first figure out your brand, figure out your mission, and then I'll help you get there. And that's kind of what we work on. That's so nice because like you said, this is a medicine and then there's the business of medicine. And it's like, you do have to, you know, keep in touch with your patients and have a relationship management plan for each and every person that comes through your doors. Right. And you just don't want them all to fall through the cracks. When you start getting busier and busier, you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, how am I going to manage all of these people, all the staff, everything? So uh, it's been a great resource for us. Um, he actually sent me a, a Tony Robbins course so I could learn a little bit more, which was awesome too. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he, he's very motivational. He's got such a great energy and mm-hmm. everybody loves him. Um, yeah. he, I call him like the mayor of Boston because he grew up in the city and everyone, yeah. he's like a great networking person. So, yeah. um, and he'll be in the spa. People love him. They're like, oh, where's Joe today? I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm Dr. Renee Moran. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. That's so wonderful. I love it. I love it. And, you know, kind of speaking of that, you know, you said that your husband's so motivating and everything mm-hmm. like that. And of course, you have a lot of internal motivation too. Right. So for you, what do you do in order to stay like motivated and consistent daily? Like, what are some of your life hacks, if you have any, that kind of keep you on the straight and narrow? Yeah, so I spend a lot of time, like in my free time, I definitely want to keep on the up and up. So I'll watch, you know, webinars. I want, I believe in 
you know, always being educated. I don't care how many courses you've attended. I don't think you're an expert at anything. There's always something to learn, you know, there, and you might learn from like somebody else in the course who asked a question you might not have thought of or Mm -hmm. things like that. So I think that has always kept me motivated to learn new things and to meet new people and, and just hear like how other spas do things, you know, your way is not the only way. And I think it's a benefit to hear also what people have done that has gone really bad. And you're like, okay, so I was thinking of trying that. And now I know that didn't work out. Um, So I think that's one thing. And I think having like a work-life balance, if that's even possible, Mm -hmm. is something I try to, you know, accomplish too. Yeah, that's really awesome. And, you know, so like, you have built this first practice, the second practice, and I heard you talk about a third before. So like, what is your long-term vision for your aesthetics brand? Um, like, do you, do you want to expand nationwide? Like, what do you think you're going to do? I think I want to expand nationwide. I think, you know, I love being with patients. I don't ever see myself not injecting. Mm. Um, and then the other thing is, and that's something that I miss from being in an academic teaching hospital is I love to teach. So mm-hmm. I do have you know, a lot of people reaching out, oh, can I shadow you and things like that. And I think, you know, obviously, after this pandemic's over with, that's something that I'd like to focus on, too. That's very nice. Yeah, I mean, it's always great to have quality instructors in this field. And right. I always say, well, I don't know, there's like 32 million people or something in the United States, like there's enough students for everybody. And exactly. You can't think, handle everybody. You know, aesthetics is going to be relevant forever, right? Nobody yeah. wants to or age or everybody wants to age more gracefully. Yes. I think it's always going to be of interest. And I think mm-hmm. more and more people are becoming exposed to it. And, you know, now I see a lot of nursing students who are like, I just graduated. I want to learn about aesthetics. Whereas before it may have been, oh, they worked on the floors for years and now they want to change. Um, but now it's like even younger people are just thinking, okay, I, this is something I want to go into. So it's nice. It's refreshing. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and it's kind of interesting though, because there's, it's not very, it's not, there's not a very clear path to do what you're doing it's like oh if that course comes and 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 I'm available I'll go take it or you know and and I you know I do know a lot of people wish that there was a more kind of standardized process to kind of get into the industry however I gotta ask you do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing you know it's hard I think from where I'm at being what they say I'm considered like a non-core physician right so I'm not a plastic surgeon and I'm not a dermatologist but to me, you know, I inject people's spines, like I am procedural based, I'm still an anesthesiologist, like I did go through a lot of training. Yeah. Um, and I've gone through so much since then with aesthetics that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily and I know people would get upset that think you have to do a residency or, or so forth. I do think you need more than a weekend course, of course. But you know, I think it's something that if you have a knack for and are really good at and you can, you know, handle any type of complication that comes your way, mm-hmm. why not? You know, I think yeah. you know, there's nurses who go into this, there's nurse practitioners, there's physician assistants, there's so many convoluted ways of getting into aesthetics that mm-hmm. I think, you know, it should be community over competition. It should yeah. be that we're all trying to help one another. regardless of your background because you know what a complication arises who can you go to it's it shouldn't Mm. be like oh I can't go across the street because they're my competitor what if I need help Um, so I think 
you know, people should take that into consideration. It's, um, but it's hard, you know, there's a, a rift sometimes between physicians and, you know, nurses. And yeah. me, I don't see it that way. Um, yeah. My mom's a nurse, my aunt's a nurse, like I have yeah. grown up around nurses that I mm-hmm. love them. And without them, I can't do my job. So yes. I think it really shouldn't matter who that person is. Yes, they should be highly educated, 100%. I don't care who you are, but Mm -hmm. I think you should still be able to work with one another. Definitely. And, you know, kind of speaking about the the rift that does exist kind of between Mm -hmm. some people, yeah. You know, how do you, do you think the rift has gotten bigger with the full practice authority um, change that happened in Massachusetts recently? Like, how do you feel like with your colleagues and other people that you know, how do you feel that that's been, what's, what's the climate? You know, I think um, it's still kind of the same, unfortunately. I, it, it's sad because I feel like this year I haven't been able to really observe it as much as I would because I'm not able to go to conferences and things like that. And that's kind of where I really see it. Really? Um, especially in, yeah. And especially in different aesthetic groups, like I'm in a physician aesthetic group, but then I'm also in a basic aesthetic group that's yeah. mostly nurses. And I see things like there's different comments. You know, if I post something, someone might be like, well, you're not a dermatology. I would recommend that someone goes to a board certified derm. Like you don't have enough training. You should have gone to derm residency. And people respond to me like that. So, and then I'll be like, oh, you know, people should not be hiring nurses. They're going to take your patients away. And you know what? There's enough to go around for everybody. Like, I don't think that's something that you should worry about. And I do think you should worry about we should be working together to make this a great field. I don't think you have to pigeonhole someone into, you know, well, you're this, this, and this. So it just, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel, but. Wow. This is interesting. Well, (laughs) for the nurses that are kind of like, say someone's in school right now, you know, do you think there's any courses that they should really focus on? Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. You need to go to a cadaver course. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something that's definitely missed from, you know, nursing school. And, you know, in med school, you have an, a, a cadaver for an entire year that you're doing anatomy. But then also I go to at least one or two cadaver courses a year just to keep up and just yeah. to refresh my memory and the head and neck and just see, okay, when I'm injecting filler, where is it going? You know, mm-hmm. oh my God, how close was I to that vessel? Wow. Um, I think that's really important. I think no one really should be injecting if they have not taken a cadaver course. That's very interesting. Very interesting. You can learn all about where to inject, but if you don't know where your product is going or where your needle is, that's kind of scary. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't know if my injector would know where product is going or whatever. I mean, I haven't gotten it yet, but when I do, I hope she knows where it's going. Exactly. And that might be a question that you'll ask. Hey, have you, what, what have you done for education? How do you keep up with things? And I have people ask me that all the time, and I tell them. You know, I just went to so-and-so's cadaver course. This is what I did this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's helpful and I think it's comforting for some people. And then others probably don't care less. And there are these people that are like, I'm going to wherever I get a group on. Well, that's your God, yeah, I know. That's another topic altogether. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're kind of uh, wrapping down here. So, you know, so besides, you know, the, um, the cadaver courses and the head and neck and all that, you know, that should, they should take on a medical standpoint. Are there any business classes that you think they should be taking as electives when they're in school to kind yeah, of brush up? I think definitely like the course I was telling you about, about 
um, entrepreneurship yes. and things like that. And it's on branding, how to market yourself, mm -hmm. software to use. Um, those courses, I think, are just as valuable as mm -hmm. an aesthetics course because it really teaches you the business aspects and you really need that because you can't run a practice without having some sort of knowledge of it. Definitely, definitely. And then, you know, my last question is for you is, you know, if you could talk to the Dr. Renee Moran that started the practice, you know, what advice would you give her? So I would have said, you're going to be fine. Just go ahead and start. <laughs> I, guess I had this in my head since I was in residency that I also had this interest and I wanted to do it. And I think I wouldn't have waited as long as I did. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. Just start. You hear that, guys? <laughs> Just start. You know, whether you wanted to have a duty service or if you want to start your med spa or whatever it is, if you want to go to the gym, whatever it is, want to do Taekwondo, get a black belt, but. <laughs> yep. Like if you want to do something, you know what I've seen, especially during this pandemic and losing a lot of people there, you are not guaranteed tomorrow. So you need yes. to do what makes your heart happy. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Well, thank you, Dr. Renee. This has been so great. I love it. And how can everyone, how can we find you? on so, social media, website, let us know. Social media. So our Instagram is Moran Medical Aesthetics. And our website is www.drmoran.co. Awesome. Great, guys. Catch her there. She's in Massachusetts. And check out her new location in Seaport. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.